Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This episode is powered by Den Certifications. You want to deepen your practice or supplement your knowledge for your day-to-day job? You'd be surprised to know how many certifications we do offer. All levels of Reiki, intuitive healing, compassion, animal communications, and of course, our deep 400-hour meditation teacher training program. Go to denmeditation.com and look under certifications for more information. Welcome to Den Talks Podcast. I'm Tala. I'm your host, and I'm the founder of Den Meditation. And today we have two great girls on, Britt and Tara. They are the founders of Elevate the Globe, and they are also the hosts of their own Elevator podcast. Also, they are Kundalini teachers themselves, and you hear me talk about Kundalini on this podcast all the time. So we really get into what type of meditation and yoga Kundalini is, how you can elevate and make your energy stronger and clearer and better, and how you can direct your energy to make things happen for yourself. But also we talk about how did they start working together? They have been friends since they were 12. And you can feel it in this interview. They've got such a great rapport. But they didn't think they were necessarily going to work together. And through these crazy series of events and downloads and literally, you know, Brit's mom coming from the other side and telling them that they need to work together to both of them separately, there are some really cool stories to hear. I think you guys are going to love this episode. It's not only fun, it's mystical. There's so many crazy stories that are going to blow your mind. And on top of that, incredible things for you to take away to start really empowering yourself on how to live your life fully. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. I know we've been like circling around this for a while, so I'm glad you girls are in here. I know. I know you're doing such great stuff. And I've like, I just have so many questions and I know you guys are big Kundalini teachers. Yeah. I teach too. I love Kundalini. That's my practice. So is it? Okay. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always tell people that's what I got through my divorce years and years ago. And everyone's like, how'd you get through your divorce? I'm like, oh, on the floor of a Kundalini class. Basically. <laughs> that's actually how I met my teacher who's Tej. Um, oh, oh, really? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, this morning we actually did a whole hour of, um, of Ram Das, uh, Don Don Ram Das. Yeah. So it was, we just did a whole 62 minutes of it. Did you, so did good. you go to her studio or is she here? She teaches here too, but I was with her this morning. Okay, yeah, this morning. But she also teaches here. Yeah. But okay. yeah, she knows she's great. But I remember it was my, um, I was going through a divorce and I just found myself in a Kundalini. I had no clue what it was. This was so long ago. And I was just on the floor. And so whenever I talk to her, she's always like, I feel like I'm supposed to help you. I'm like, oh, you have no clue. You already did. I'm like, it was like eight years ago. But like I spent like months on the floor just crying while everybody else apparently was doing stuff. But like that's the beauty of Kundalini. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. gets a benefit. Yeah. So true. And we find a lot of people do find it through breakups. I did too. I think meditation, a lot of people. Right? Death, breakups, yes. sickness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
usually the big ones. That's like the necessity. But is that how you found it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, through a breakup with my now husband. <laughs> oh, but we took a separation. Wait, so how old were you when this happened? Um, it was, let's see, like nine, uh, almost 10 years ago. So how long were you together then when you broke up? Like, how long were you together? When did you break up? Yeah, so we were together for probably two and a half, three years. Okay. And then broke up and then got back together around eight months later. And then, you know, so were after you, that, everything. When you were together with him the first time, did you think he was like the one? Like how bad was the breakup? Yeah, I thought he was the one, definitely. And we definitely connected, but... And by the we way, this is just, Brit talking. Yeah, I this is Brit. Done the, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we were just both kind of at a place in our lives where we needed some personal growth. And, you know, we were both in the party scene and just really addicted to alcohol and drugs and all of that. And... You know, you put a relationship into that mix, really and hard. it's a bad cocktail. So, <laughs> Where were you living at the time? So I was in Santa Monica and then moved to West Hollywood right around when we broke up. Uh, but he was in Manhattan Beach. But we would, you know, be together almost every day since we met. So, Wow. And so then you took yeah. eight months apart. Yeah. What were you doing in your life at the time? And then I'm uh, getting to you. You're not, yeah, you're not off I know. the hook at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was actually right when we blo- broke up. I moved to West Hollywood. And found um Colin Kim was the first teacher I found up at Crunch Gym oh god I used to go to Crunch on Sunset you? And, on Sunset and Heights. yeah and so I thought fun. it was just <laughs> um, there. actually you know what it was Equinox first and then he moved to Crunch um I gotta get the story straight so it was Equinox and I thought it was a vinyasa class and it ended up being Kundalini and so talk about just because Kundalini is I like to always say it's a little weird for especially for yeah. people who aren't used mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. So talk about for you if you were walking in as by the way, that's what happened to me too. I thought I was just going to a regular yoga class. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, was wearing, <laughs> Super I was wearing fluorescent green and it must have been a weird weekend because there were like four hundred <laughs> people there all in white. Yes. Nobody like normally you can go and it's like more dispersed, people wear what they want. Yeah. Nobody was wearing anything but white that day. And I was in like a fluorescent green sweatshirt and black sweatpants. I was like, uh but tell me like for you, like when you walked in and you were like okay I think this is a regular yoga class I'm actually in a gym yeah yeah no I didn't know what to expect and I just cried the whole time so probably similar to your first experience and I was just in the back of the room and didn't know really what had happened to me (laughs) I was just you know kind of doing what he told me to do and then after class I like went up to him and I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I couldn't stop crying. And I was going through a lot of changes. I had just changed jobs and changed homes and broken up with the boyfriend. So, so yeah, he was like, just come back next week. Like, and then I just kept coming back. I kind of love that. It wasn't like a big explanation. He was like, no. just keep coming. Yeah. And so, so that really started my journey with Kundalini and spiritual growth and, it just like flooded from that point. I started, you know, shazamming the mantras in class and like started listening, started Googling what is happening, what's Kundalini, what's Kundalini rising, what is all this? And then um, just started getting more diligent with my practice and doing meditations on my own. And then I went to a Kundalini retreat with Colin um, in Costa Rica and then started teacher training, then Fantage and Guru Singh. It was just kind of like, 
you know, a beautiful journey. I love from that. that point. What yeah. was your job at that time? Like when you said you switched jobs, what were yeah, you? Yeah, so I was in ad sales mm-hmm. and I moved uh, and started working at CBS Television. What were you doing in there? In Studio City. I was uh, selling commercials. So, so yeah, selling air, I always yeah. used to say. <laughs> selling air, you are. I yes. used to sell air too, really weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in TV for but years. But yeah, I was always like really intrigued by marketing and advertising and you know, helping businesses and just the whole psychology around, you know, why people are buying things yeah. and why people are attracted to things. So, Interesting. Yeah. And then the relationships were cool, you know, just building relationships. And then when, and then, because I want to get into your story too, Tara, but like, how did you guys, you've been friends for a long yes. time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've been friends since middle school. Like, we were 12 when we met. And, and where was that? It was in Temecula, California, so like two hours south yeah, of LA. Yeah. And um, we were 12, and we didn't go to the same middle school, but we met in a ballet class. And <laughs> it was one of my, like, first ballet classes that I had, you know, I had just moved to Temecula not that much longer before, and had this friend who told me, she was like, I don't know, there's this girl named Britt. Brittany at the time and she's she's really wild I don't know about her really wild she you know she's probably like really wacky and you know she with this girl was like super negative this girl and she's like I don't know about Brit maybe you, you might want to like you know like distance yourself and Brit walks in and I was like this girl is so fun so wacky hilarious <laughs> like made the room just so much brighter Aww, and I a was nice like thing we, to have said about right? you I know I, know. I was yes. kind of like Like I was like, this is like the the you know like this girl is so fun and really crazy and wild and like just brought so much laughter to everyone and I was like this other girl like what are you talking about (laughs) and like she just brings so much light and this is what Brit does she just brings a lot of light to the room so people that are kind of grumpy like get more grumpy right Um, (laughs) oh that's interesting actually you're polarizing that way yeah she is and so it's like you know things she's had to you know deal with but she's really good at dealing with it now wait that's interesting so people get grumpy grumpier around you because they're almost like annoyed that you're happy yeah yeah and it was funny because Guru Singh um said that to me specifically he was like you know you're here to bring a lot of light to the world but people are going to be really grumpy at first Mm -hmm. and then they're going to move through that and it's going to be easier for you and then it was kind of like all came back to me I was like oh my god yeah her whole life you know but it's like such a beautiful gift but on the other side it's very polarized just like everything right Yeah. yeah so you know we we were friends like pretty I don't even really remember like how often we saw each other or hung out but it wasn't until high school I think that we became really close mm-hmm. probably our sophomore year and we started to have like I think by the end at senior year we had like every class together by chance wow like, every yeah. single so period. clearly something was like pulling you guys yes. together and we did a dance production together. Like, we were the president and vice president. So, of what was it, production. too? What was the song? Oh, it was There's like a, a whole lot. thing. Oh, a whole production. <laughs> like, it's, like, it was like two, three hours. Yeah. Just so. you two, or were you in a dance, cl- like a bigger group together? It was a big group. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we were like <laughs> yeah. president and vice president. We did song and cheer and all mm-hmm. of that. But yeah, this was like a whole production that we helped put on. Yeah. Yeah. Do yes, you guys ever, like forever. when you're hanging out, break into one of those old dances? <laughs> like, come on, because I was in a dance group too. So I remember like, there's always certain like just yeah. groups of moves that you'll just never forget. Yes. Like, one. One. See, I, I knew it. Like, like, see, they're, they're doing it, you guys. Why is it that one? Though? I don't know. And they both did the exact same one. So clearly, what song was it? Do you remember? Oh, um, yeah. Tricky. Tricky. You know that song? 
Check it, check it, check it, check it. I met this little girl. Oh, yeah. Her hair was kind of Oh, yeah, I was going to say it. That's so funny. Okay. So you were dancing together. You were doing it all. Vice President President. You went through high school together. And then you went your separate ways, I'm guessing. Yeah. Did you go to college now? Yes. Yeah. So you went your separate ways. And then we were talking earlier before you came in here, how you kind of found each other. You came back again together in LA, but you came at different times. But mm-hmm. for you, where, like, I guess we did it for you for Kundalini. So we'll do it with yeah. you too. How did you find Kundalini? Well, it's, um, so, so it is kind of funny just kind of going back, like Britt and I decided actively together that we were going to go to separate colleges. Like we, <laughs> we could have gone to the same one, but we we're like, it's probably better for our relationship if we go different ways for a while. And so we, we would like stay in touch only when we would really kind of, Britt actually came to every city that I lived in. She showed up. You were good. You were one of those one time. Yeah. She was a really good friend that way. She, she was the only one that came to every single place. And, um, and then we decided, like, we would always see each other at, like, Thanksgivings and stuff, you know, family stuff. And then it was her bachelorette party that she wanted. It was in Santa Barbara, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She wanted at the very end that morning that we were all leaving to teach a kundalini class because she had just gone through teacher training. Sweet. And I had to leave, but I was watching her do some of the moves. And some of her friends were kind of making fun of her. And I was like, but... I'm like, I know Britt, and I know that she can get real wild and crazy, and I know if this is helping her, like, go really high and big and get everything she wants and, like, be really happy and, like, and I could tell it was taking her down a really healthy path. Where well, she that's was, what I was like, going to ask. Why were you saying en- that? What were you noticing? Well, because she was using her energy to, like, do really big things, and I could tell her she was, she and I started connecting again on this more spiritual path that mm-hmm. we both kind of found around the same time. With, like, angel cards yeah. and different things. That's what things. we connected yeah. with first. It was, like, an archangel, archangel. Michael yeah. app on our phone. We were both like, we both have this app. It <laughs> <laughs> was like one Thanksgiving where we're like, oh, we both have this app. Are you doing the thing? Isn't it funny? Like back then too, you always yeah. have like that one woo-woo friend. Like it's considered yeah. woo-woo. It's like the yeah. one friend you know, you're like, I was always that person for anybody. They're yeah. always like, oh, you can talk about that weird shit with Tal. She'll be fine with it. <laughs> but it's funny. You always have like that one person you know you can talk to about right. that stuff. Yeah. So true. And so yeah, it was, you know, we, um, like we, I don't, I couldn't stay that day. Yeah, I, think I, could, I had to leave. And so I saw her doing it, and I was like, I don't know, there's something about this. And if she's doing it, I'm going to maybe see if I can find a place in, in, in San Francisco where I was living. And there wasn't really any place that I could find. And that's so weird to me in San Francisco. Like, yeah, there wasn't but really, LA really is the, it's such a yeah. hub because, yeah. So right? true. Right? So mm-hmm. I, it took me a whole year. Because honestly, I think I could have found it. But I wasn't totally ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- so it took me about a year to kind of, I, I had gone through a lot with relationships. I had broken up with my boyfriend of five years that we moved cross country twice with. And, wow. That's, and, that's intense. Yeah. Like it was literally like on like uh, antidepressants and all these things, taking all these drugs because I thought something was wrong with me. And um, it was just that I was in a bad relationship and I needed to like learn so how to you, let things go. And just to interrupt for a second. Yeah. So when you're saying you felt like something was wrong with you, mm-hmm. were you starting to take them while you were within the relationship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what in your mind did you think was wrong? Was it just because you were I thought like, I thought um, that I, I that's a good question. And I don't know if I've really re- revisited this in a while, but I 
felt like let's get you depressed again right <laughs> I, was like, I, I would always tell him and I look back on this now and I'm like oh my gosh I totally know it was happening but I'd always tell him like I don't feel like you love me that much that's the worst feeling and I was like the worst. I yeah. don't really love myself that much though I didn't really love myself at all I had no idea who I was I had no idea what I was doing in this world had no clue. And I was looking for him to kind of give that to me. And, you know, he was cheating on me and I knew it and I stayed with him and I didn't tell anyone. It was like a secret. Yeah, because you knew Nobody people. Knew. Yeah. Nobody knew for years. And, um, and was I, it like consistently cheating? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and it was like I was checking his phone. I was like, no, it, nuts. it makes you go crazy. Absolutely. I was absolutely crazy. And, um, you know, it like, really took me all the way down with my self esteem. Because I had always struggled with being very confident. Like in Britain, that was like a big thing growing Mm -hmm. up. My confidence somehow, I was like on top of the world as a kid. And then I moved to Temecula. And all of a sudden, I was like, had no confidence. I felt like I wasn't good. I didn't have any friends. It was like, so it was this thing that was playing out. 12 is a hard time. It was. Such a hard age. I mean, that's a really hard age to like uproot and be like, hi, I'm here. Right? I know you guys are all friends already, but here I am. I don't even know who I am. Because at 12, you're also as a girl, especially. Right? Nothing feels right. Nobody, you really are struggling figuring out who you are anyway. Yeah. And that's what was happening. And, And so in that relationship with him, it was that same kind of story of like, I didn't really know who I was, I didn't really feel that confident, and, like, I knew I was beautiful, but, like, and but I didn't really feel it, Yeah, you know, and I wanted him to kind of help me with that, but he would always told me, he's like, I feel like I'm holding you back, and I, in my mind, was like, I know you are holding me back, but I <laughs> stay with you, and I'm going to move cross country with you twice, um, so silly, but I needed to learn that, and so it got to a point where it was so deep, and he, he would, like, um, go do things without me, and I, was just like, what's wrong with me? You know, like what's wrong? Why am I like being left behind? It's such a victim, you know? It's interesting. So, so I like pulled me all the way down to the bottom and I was taking a lot, like I was seeing a psychiatrist and a psychologist and all the people and I was on all all the people. I was like trying to talk it out and, and it did help to talk it out for a while, but I did take the medicine and I remember sitting down with him going, I need you to know that like I'm taking all of this medicine because I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I need to figure it out. And like, I just need you to support me through it. And he always supported me, always like, you know, helped. He never told me I was being crazy, but it was like, it was through the talk therapy that I realized he was making me crazy. Yeah. And that I wasn't, I like wasn't happy. I didn't know who I was. And so all this kind of happened and I ended up breaking up with him and moving out, but I was still dealing with like neurotic, crazy behavior. Um, and so I was like on this journey to kind of like rectify that and grow from it. And Kundalini starts coming into my path like a couple years later and I'm like not totally ready for it. So finally, after dating somebody that lived across the street from me and like that being the same kind of situation that I was dealing with, with the ex-boyfriend. In what way? Him not making you feel good or the like cheating? Both, or all everything. of it. Like, you know, it was just not good. I was like, I literally can't Isn't it do interesting this how you just keep repeating you just keep and repeating, repeating until one day things. you figure it out how to right. change it? It's and like- then my best friend from that, that, that city, you know, like she was my best friend from college. She, she and I were living together and she moved to New York. 
And all of a sudden I was like, that change like knocked me into like find something else to do. So I, I found like on a weekend, I was getting bored in San Francisco doing the same things, having brunch and you know, like, drinking a lot champagne. of champagne yeah. and like, feeling hungover and doing Pilates. Like, getting drunk and doing Pilates. Like, there's got to be something else. By the way, you've like, named so many people's like every Well, day. I love a Pilates, but like it was like the only thing I was doing. And I was like, this has got to be something else going on here. And Britt was like the Kundalini. I'm like, okay, there's something about this Kundalini. So, so when I, you were, just for a second, so when you were watching this from the outside, Mm-hmm. Were you like as a friend? Were you like what could you do? Were you just like trying to be supportive? Did you know in your head like when she finds Kundalini, things are going to change? Were you trying to like verbally tell her anything, or were you just like patiently waiting from the outside? Yeah, I don't know. I've uh, never asked you that. Yeah, I feel like because <laughs> it is always interesting because yeah, friends can see things way yeah. more clearly than anyone who's in it. Always. I mean, that's just the way the world works, and it's always like. But what route do you choose? Do you choose to be like, I'm going to tell you what you need to do, how to do it, or are you going to choose to just be quiet and watch the whole thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me, I definitely had like messages and inklings. That that, you know, she was going to get on this path and she was going to do kundalini. She was really into astrology and like loved, you know, doing the birth charts and would always share so much about that with me. And so I started having these visions like, you know, I'm going to be teaching kundalini and like you're going to be talking about astrology and sharing that. And so I could kind of see into the future and I kind of knew she would get on some type of path. But Tara is somebody who like really integrates things and goes really deep with things. And so I knew that she had to take it at her own pace. And just in general, I'm not really somebody that tells anybody to do anything because I tried that and it just never worked. Who did you try that with? So many people. (laughs) Family, a lot of family. And I feel like it always repels people and normally has them rebel and do something else. And so it doesn't serve you or them. So now I'm just like, you know, and at the time too, I was just all about like, I'm going to be the example. You know, I'm going to do what I need to do to feel good and share it if people ask and just kind of live it and see who's attracted, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. And Tara was definitely one of the, Mm -hmm. one of the few friends. Yeah. It was was like, so she wasn't the one laughing at you while you were teaching. No, (laughs) No, I was more like, what is she doing? And, like, it's I know Brit so well that, like, if this is helping her channel her wild energy into something productive. really productive for herself, yeah. like, what is that? Like, I'm going to go find that, too, because I, ne- I think I need to try that to, s- to see what that's all about. It took me a while, but I finally found it. And it was after, like, all this commotion, and it was like I found this, like, clearing of, like, there's space. This is the time is now, and I had this pull to move to L.A., this big time pull, and I knew I needed to be near Brit, um, but I didn't know why quite yet. And so I started. I found this place in the hate. It was like at the ashram. The like Amazing. the ashram. Yeah, it was like owned by like the Grateful Dead prior. Amazing. You know, it was like it's a really rad place, right? <laughs> so I get in the class, and it was like it wasn't out of like necessity that I needed to go. I was more like interested yeah it was a necessity but it was also like super interest like what's going on here and we do start doing like spinal twist and I start buzzing like crazy oh so you just saw a lot of energy right I was away. just like high super high from just like three you know three moves in the class and I was like what is this <laughs> like what is You're like that was happening? the cheapest high I've ever gotten right I was like whoa <laughs> excuse me and um I remember just like 
going, the, the teacher at the very moment I was feeling is if you're feeling, because of course, you know, the golden chain comes through and delivers the messages you need. And it's like, he was like, if you're feeling any of this buzzing energy around you, you've just created more energy in your aura. And I'm going, I did that <laughs> on myself. And I was like, like what I is I this? I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember we meditated for like 22 minutes that day. And I was like, whoa, I could do that. And I remember Which is thinking, a lot for someone who lot. hasn't like yeah. sat down. Yeah. It was a lot. And at this point, I was like, I'm ready to do stuff by myself. I'm ready to just embrace really being alone and working on all this stuff. And I started going back like every Sunday. That's actually a really interesting point. It's like with your breakup, you were mm-hmm. learning how to be single. And the thing about Kundalini or meditation or really any yoga, but even though I find meditation so much more powerful when you're in groups, it's still, a, you're alone. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that process is very alone in a good way. And that's why a lot of people struggle with it because yeah. it's such a hard thing. So it's actually interesting that you were, something clicked where in general you just needed to go inwards in every aspect of your every life aspect. Yeah. at the same time. I felt like that was the only way that I was going to get really clear because I had had this thing about you got to move to LA. There's a lot that needs to be changing, but you're running in the same loop and like you got to knock it off. And I didn't know how. So I was like, well, Kundalini is presenting itself somehow. Felt like it was like, like the ashram was like, come here. And you were listening. <laughs> I was listening. Well, that's the what thing. happened So many people don't that? listen. So true. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I went to a psychic a couple months prior and she told me, this is how I started listening. She goes, the very end, this is the first psychic I'd ever seen. She goes, she goes, she like starts to bend over at the very end before, right as I was getting out to leave, she goes, and she starts like hunching and she's grabbing her lower back and she goes, oh God. Um, she goes, Tara, she goes, is there a Starbucks near you? <laughs> and I was like, that's not what I was expecting. I know. I know. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, there are a couple. Like, can you like see? Like they're kind of near everybody. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> there's a few, you know. I was just like, I was like what, what's going on? And she goes, okay, there, it's one on a corner. And she tells me this one. I'm like, okay, I'll go buy that one every day. She goes, you need to stay away from that Starbucks. She goes, I feel like a knife is going into my back. And she goes, and this is, I'm getting a message about this in my current life right now, by the way. But she goes. Um, Which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, there's somebody that's, that's watching you and girls like you, and it feels very dangerous. Like, you do not. I literally like, keep getting chills every time you talk about this. She goes, oh. yeah, don't. She goes, don't go there. And I remember going, like, there was some weird stuff happening in my neighborhood at that time, and I could feel that. But I remember, like, that's what dropped in. It was unfortunate that it was, like, fear. But it was, like, mm-hmm. it, it dropped me into actually listen. And I would ask myself, is it okay for me today to go there? And sometimes I'd feel like, no, it's not. And then there would be days I'd be like, is it okay? And it would be like, the answer would be like, yes. And it was, like, this way to get me to listen. That's, uh, we that talk about, it's so interesting. We talk about that on here all the time because... I, you know, we, everyone talks about, listen to your intuition, your intuition's always there, it has all the right answers, it mm-hmm. points in the right directions, but then it's always that practical question of, but how? Like, how do you start listening? How do you hear it? What does it sound like? How do I know it's not my brain going crazy? Mm-hmm. How do I know it's not my fear? How do I know it's, you know, not past relationships reliving themselves and I'm just trying... So it's really interesting that you actually had a pretty quick and seamless transition to listening. Yeah. It was pretty seamless. Kind of shocked you into it. It was a shock. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't think you have to use, fear has to be used for that. I think for me at the time where I was, like that was what I was attracting. I was attracting a fearful situation to help me listen because I was kind of in that fear. Mm-hmm. I was in that low frequency of like, I need to start listening. I need to attract something to help me. But that situation, because I'm in a fear state, 
is going to be a fearful one to listen to. Right. So, so talk about, you were saying while you were telling the story that you're currently getting downloads about oh, yeah. this. Yeah. And Britt's going to laugh about this. I don't know if you just felt this too, but I was doing it and I'm like, there's been messages about coffee for me. Like I drink coffee still and about how it's affecting my kidneys and my liver. And I just put it together. Like, is this a double meaning of like, Literally, like, it, this is killing my liver and my kidneys, ah. drinking it. As it just came through, they were like, they dropped that into my to my. They're like, hello, wake eye. up. We've been trying to tell They're you like, this we've for been a while. It wasn't, it's got double meaning. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> I was like, I might have a Starbucks cup over there. Like, ah, shoot. It, it is everywhere. We have one right across the street. Yeah. <laughs> it is so interesting. The message, like, when you listen. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I listen more clearly, I joke because I end up having arguments with myself or the universe or whoever you want to say or the messages. Like, and it almost makes me laugh because whatever it is, like I was telling Nicole this story and this was actually a Kundalini story where I was off my practice because I was traveling a lot, dogs, we were on it, yeah. and <laughs> my own personal practice and I was going to class. Mm-hmm. At, was it? No, no. It was after the long weekend and Tuesdays I can never go to class because I have a bunch of meetings always Tuesday mornings. And so I remember being like, you have to get your fucking ass up and just do your practice. It's been too long and you're not going to class. Like, uh uh-uh, like you can't have that. So like I got up like five, whatever, did my hour and a half. And I was like, okay, good. At least I have this. But in the beginning of my practice, it was actually very clear voice to me. It was like Yogi Bhajan actually being like, "Mm, you got to cancel your meetings today and go to class. And I was like, Mm. I was like, all right, whatever. And again, in my (laughs) mind, I'm like, that's probably me being like, if you were really going to jump back into it. But then it was by the end of my practice that morning, it came again. And I was like, all right, like I weirdly just started looking to see what was possible. Weirdly, one meeting canceled itself and then I could move something else. And so I went to class. I never go on Tuesdays. And I'm sitting there and it's a really crowded class and Tej then goes, okay, today we're going to do blank, blank, blank. And she just looks up and she goes, this is for tall. And I was like, I don't know, maybe she just saw me and like she saw my face so she's being sweet. Who knows? I don't know. But out of like being dutiful student, I just emailed her later to be like, oh my God, thank you. That was so beautiful today. And just, you know, it's funny because I never come to class on Tuesdays and I actually just had a shitty practice all week and I forced myself to get up and there was just a voice in my head. She goes, well, that's really interesting because when I was trying to figure out what to do, Yogi Bhajan kept telling me whatever you decide to do will be for tall. <gasps> Oh, wow. Isn't that, got the isn't that crazy? Incredible. I know. Nicole's the only one I call because I'm like, she likes listening to all my weird stories, I think. Oh, I, I think that. she does. She better. <gasps> she pretends really well. <laughs> um, but so amazing. It's not amazing. Yeah. But like, I always it's like, so it's nice. funny. I was telling my husband that who was like, I was like, it's just so interesting. Like when you actually listen, it's very simple and it's very clear. And then it, 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 it that was a very small thing. It wasn't like a huge thing. Like you're going to get killed or don't go to this thing. It's so <laughs> tiny. But like it was weirdly confirmed. Yeah, that confirmed. Like, yeah. yeah. You're listening. And my husband was laughing. He's like, well, I don't get it. Whenever I listen to my voice, it's telling me to do like the worst thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but you don't practice. Like there's the difference. But it's That's what happens. Yeah. 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 But it is. It's interesting if you can hear the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so that voice was what, what like started the listening and that's how he brought me to LA because Britt's mom actually passed away sorry yeah and she Britt called me and literally told me and it was funny because your grandmother you told me your grandma told you to call me yeah your grandma told you to call me like have you told Tara yet and I was like I see all the, the the chain here like I needed to know at that moment nobody at my house was home at all and I could actually, I was, I was in a space where I could hear really clearly and I'd been doing the yoga and I, her, Britt's mom, Jennifer just drops right in after I get off the phone with Britt and goes, it's time for you to go home now. You need to be with Britt and you need to be with your mom. I like it. Like she came in and like she mommed like, you basically. She goes, yeah. she goes, Tara, go home. 
it's time to go home. And I was kind of like, oh, shit. Because when Jennifer tells you to do something, you do it. You know? Yeah, that's that's just how she was. Yeah, that's how she was. I was like, you took her seriously because she was, you know, she knew stuff and she was serious about, you know, she was a very strong woman. So I was like, okay, I got to go. And I started like really taking a while to get it together. It was like two months and I kept getting this like kick in the butt. Like you have to go now. And, and that's how I ended up back in LA because her mom, like, I don't know how, I don't know if I would have missed the, the window if her mom hadn't have like come in and just been like, go. She almost like punched me, like go, (laughs) you know? And when you told, when she told you that, Mm -hmm. Britt, was it, that must've been like actually really emotional to hear. Yeah, no, it was, it was a lot. Like so much was changing at that time for me. And yeah, where were you in this? Was this breakup after breakup? No, no. So uh, Justin and I had just gotten married, let's see, two weeks before my mom got diagnosed with cancer and uh, stage four lung cancer. Oh yeah. And then it was 11 months after that, that she passed. So, so yeah, I was, um, so you're, Mm-hmm. that's a that's a lot it's a year. lot yeah it was so much happening um polarized it's interesting though yeah. like again that she was diagnosed right after your wedding oh my god yeah and it's crazy because kind of skipping forward but the day that she passed um I was with her and holding her and you know in the same bed as her and she passed and I felt her like I felt her energy fly and just it was so light and so happy and so free. And like the only way I can describe it, you know, in a way for our minds to understand is like just kind of like dancing and exploring and just so light. And she basically like gave me so many messages. But one of them was that, you know, her her contract and her coming here to the planet was under the contingency that she would have children and she would feel that they were like good, like they were good on their own before mm-hmm. she left. And she would be able to like trust in that. And it's crazy because my brother went through addiction with like really bad um, drugs like meth. And it, we had to send him to Utah to this like program where they were just out in the wilderness and basically took everything away. They had to learn how to start a fire, how to do everything. And um, that basically just taking them down to the roots of nature and the human experience, just themselves. And it, yeah, it changed his whole life. And she, he like did a 180, got out of the addiction, really, you know, went to school to be a mechanic, met his wife, started his own business, started to really do well. I was really out of the addiction and did my kundalini teacher training, had the spiritual practices. My relationship got a lot better. We got married. We bought a house. We were planning to have a kid. And so it just made so much sense. Like it wasn't all those outward things. It was more the energy of like how we felt as humans. But that's just kind of to paint a picture, Mm -hmm. you know. But but yeah, she just was like it was time. And I I felt good and now I have all of this other work to do and I'm helping you guys. I'm always here for you. You can talk to me. Mm-hmm. Any human, anybody can talk to me. Anybody connect, can connect if they're open and willing and want to and I'm never far away. Like you're never alone, you know? So, do you guys talk to her? Do you both? Because mm-hmm. it's interesting. You gotta yeah. Yeah. So she talks to her all the time. I <laughs> talk to her all the time, but that was my first time ever experiencing something like that and ever connecting in a way where it was like 
conscious, me understanding, hey, I'm communicating with, you know, my mom as an angel, yeah. her energy. And so, yeah, that then Tara told me that. And then it was just such a wild ride after that. So many friends, neighbors, family members started having dreams where my mom would come to them. They would give them messages to give to me. Very specific. Like what? Um, like, so one of my girlfriends, she said she'll never forget it. It was the most vivid dream she's ever had. She said that my mom was trying to give me a message and I had too much grief and wasn't allowing myself to hear it. And it was about like my purpose and my mission. And so she wanted Nicole to tell me to like just heal and do anything I needed to to relax and just connect and know that it was possible and it was available again because I would go through through these spurts at first it was like I would feel good I would connect and then I would really go down the spiral and feel horrible and then I'd come back up and so she just told me that message then my neighbor told me that she got a message about um, Everest my daughter coming in and wanting to come in and she thought that I was already pregnant when I wasn't and it was three months after my mom passed that I ended up getting pregnant. Oh, wow. So um, wow. then Justin, my husband's, um, like, <laughs> just kind of like a random family member, like a kind of second aunt, uh, told me on my birthday that my mom wanted to say happy birthday to me. And she wanted me to know that I, my brother and I were her, like, greatest joys. Um, and so I just nice. like remember pulling over on the freeway and bawling, crying. So basically she was just like connecting through all these different people. And then of mm. course Tara was a big one. And then the message for Tara was to come home and come to LA. Mm -hmm. And then from there, everything was really orchestrated for us to go see yeah. uh, a healer. Yeah. I want to yeah. hear about this. Cause yeah. I remember you guys went to John of God, right? Yeah. Which is very interesting now. It's very right? interesting. Yeah. No. yeah. yeah There's sure. a lot of controversy around it now, but it, it's crazy. Cause the first time I heard of John of God was somebody telling me for my mother when she was still living, because you know, a lot of people go to him for cancer. Right. So they were like, you know, you, I think your mom should try this. And I tried to get her to go. I tried really hard and to get her to do so many things. Um, she didn't want to. She didn't want to. It was just. It's kind of like what you said. Her, yeah. She knew her contract was over. Exactly. She knew. But anyways, I started learning about him more. And then he started popping up through so many different people. So many different messages. Mm -hmm. Even one time at my coffee shop in El Segundo, I ordered a tea. And I looked down at my foot for some reason, and there was a card next to my foot that was like, John of God Tours. I host John of God Tours. This is my number. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, and then my other friend, her mom went to go see him. It was, mm -hmm. And then I heard Gabby Bernstein went to go see him. I heard Oprah, Wayne Dyer. It was just so many ways, and I was like, I have to go see him. Like, mm -hmm. something is trying to guide me there, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know Was why. it hard to get in? Well, we actually, so, so long story short, Tara and I ended up going to New York to um, see him to... Where was it? The Omega Institute? Omega Institute. Okay. Because he, he was doing that once a year. And I was like, Tara, I think you're supposed to go with me. Um, Justin couldn't go. I brought Everest. She was like five months old at the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think you're supposed to go with me. Yeah, and I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I, I, I had been doing, I had been clearing a lot that year. 
and I had just gone to the Philippines, and right before I went to the Philippines, I was talking. So I talked to psychics for a while because it was my way of like kind of confirming my intuition. And I remember talking to her, and I was like, I feel like there's something coming, but I don't know what it is, and I don't, I don't really get it quite yet. And she goes, you're not supposed to yet. <laughs> She's like, just be in the moment with this right now. It will come where there'll be a fork in the road. And I think that was that, when Britt presented that to me, I was like, I just spent all this money going to Asia, and like, I don't know if I should go again. And I'm like, it's my birthday week. Do I want to do that for my birthday week? And I was like, all these excuses. <laughs> but my gut was telling me, if Britt is asking me to go, I probably should go. And we hadn't spent that much time together since I had moved. It was, I'd only been here for about a year. Right, and you had a baby. And uh, yeah. yeah. She had a baby and like hard. was pregnant. And, you know, it was like I was trying to figure out how to live here and all that. So I was like, it'll be fun to do like a friend trip and we'll just go with the baby and it'll be fun and whatever happens, happens. And so we get, we went. We went and it everything. Changed. So what happened? Because it's you were in a bigger like he was doing a bigger mm-hmm. thing, right? So what yeah. happened? Did you got a you got your own reading? I guess is that what it would be? Like what do you call um, it? Yeah, I don't know exactly what they call it, but basically <laughs> it's just like a huge room, and then there's these different sessions, and each person kind of lines up and walks in front of him, and then after that he basically does a signal of sorts, and then you <laughs> kind of know like where you're supposed to stay for a while, and there. There's different currencies, I think it's called, or rooms, or I forget. Um, currents. Currents, currents. And yeah. so there's different currents that he tells you to go into, depending on what you need. And so he told us to go into separate currents. Tara was in the one, like, right in front of him. I was the one on the side. And then, you know, we had heard from just kind of doing our research that sometimes he does these interventions on certain people. But normally it's one person will get an intervention. So after that first session, when we went in our different currents, it was a break, and they announced that for the afternoon session, every single person that was there was getting this group intervention. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's something that doesn't happen that often. I don't know how many other times he had done the group thing, but... I was like, man, we all need something here. Yeah. yeah clearly, <laughs> clearly you presented to be disasters. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Like, why do we all need one? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, we kind of went in again, and I was feeling a lot of energy in my stomach specifically and in my head. You know, it's just a lot of energy present there that you could really feel. And he explains that it's not him. He's channeling these entities, angels, energies, whatever you want to call it. He calls them entities through him to do the healing. And so when we walked past him, you know, I felt this spark, like he kind of touched my hand and I felt this spark of energy and basically same, 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 same thing. Uh, like he looked into my eyes and I, like you can tell, um, I could tell that it wasn't him. He had been completely removed himself and it was an energy current running through him amazing. and it felt like an explosion of fire, like in the best way possible. Oh my it God. was like, boom, like hit me and I was like, <laughs> Who is this? Like it wasn't him. It was something else. And yeah, he yeah. Sat, he told me to sit in the current, his current. And I think we would sit there for like thirty minutes or something. Yeah. And they were like, if you're sitting in his current, it means that you need to 
like upgrade faster your energy for whatever's coming in the afternoon session. So you needed to be stronger, Mm -hmm. which was me. I needed to be stronger. And I had a lot of disbelief in like what was really happening. And I told Britt to lower her expectations the night before. (laughs) She told me to raise mine. (laughs) And I was like, ah. Is this like Uh, an inkling to your relationship normally? Yeah. Yeah. Just calm it down. It's like our whole lives are going to change. She's like, I don't really know about that. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll show you. (laughs) She goes, I think our whole lives are really going to change and shift tomorrow. And I was like, I don't know what you think he's going to do. Like, like you need to like lower. And she just, we were just like, we like went to separate rooms that night. It was like funny. (laughs) We don't ever really fight, but yeah. Yeah. I love that you fought over John of God. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But I was like, it's going to be fun. Whatever is going to happen today happens. And it's a fun, random experience to have. It's a spiritual experience, and I'm super into that, so why not? Yeah, and then basically after the intervention, we went back, and, you know, it can be a really long story, but basically what ended up happening is angels and entities came um, to this Airbnb that we were staying at in the woods, and Tara was really seeing them vividly, and I was really feeling them, and my mom came in and was there. But were you guys, like... Meditating or just hanging out? No, we literally went to dinner. People always ask, like, were you guys doing any, like, psychedelic anything? No, it's like, not that. I just wonder, like, were you trying we to just, tune in or was it no. literally just there? No, no, it was just there. It was just, like, we were just there. What happened, we came back to, before we went to dinner and, like, all the lights were flickering and we were like, it's not what was going on. Bert's like, I thought you were calling my name out. And I was like, Like, no. I heard she a heard voice. Just the two of you in this Just yeah. the two of us with the baby. And I was like, okay, something's going on. I could feel that there was energy. Go to dinner, literally, like, you can't drink. So, like, you weren't supposed to drink or do any drugs, none of that, which we don't do anyway. Really, We don't do drugs. But, like, you know, the <laughs> drinking, like, there was no wine or anything. It was, like, super clean. We get home, and we're walking up, and I'm like, Britt, there's something in this house. Something is here. The energy is denser. It's heavier. Like, the, But I didn't know if it, it felt like like incredible amounts of vibration just like oh my and god it was all in my room and i <laughs> now, brought can i ask you a question? like are you, is this something that you normally you feel or is this um, new for you i was been like, feeling some because i was working with this psychic it started to turn into like a working relationship where yeah. i would like um she would help me like tune into how i could feel and speak to spirits right and in spirit and um but nothing like this before. but nothing like okay. this yeah. and so i could feel it though and it was in my room and i brought brendan and i was like Brit, is this can you feel this like do you do you see this do you feel this and she goes i think everything's okay tara and i was like okay <laughs> okay whatever and i'm we sitting in the bed and she goes do you not want to go back into your room and i was like no because there's something in there <laughs> and i could see it and and i start seeing all these swirling energies and all these colors in the hallway and i feel one purple purple energy purple being come up behind me put his hands on my back and it opened my chest up and i just start speaking and i was like brit there are six entities here, and they're here to talk to us. She goes, well, welcome them in. Don't be so freaked out. <laughs> Her face is like, she's literally like the traditional like so, movie you saw a ghost, uh, like white. Yeah, because I could actually see them. And I could, like, it was almost like a, a dome. It was a purple, purple and yellow sort of dome that came over the whole room. So cool. And we were sitting in it, and I could see these these. Um, entities like digging through Britt's stomach and she didn't told me that her stomach was feeling funny but I was like is something going on with your stomach and she was like it's been hurting all day and I'm like they're digging through it and they like <laughs> they like yeah this is one angel was digging through her stomach and was like 
you know, this girl's got a lot of fear that she's stored in here. Are we going to get it out? They're getting it out, and then they start, like, doing uh, spiritual, like, surgeries on, basically, like, on both of us. And and that's, like, what you heard yeah. um, with, like, Wayne Dyer. Like, mm-hmm. John of God would do, like, these spiritual surgeries. He did one on him, and... So it was like that's what what started happening. It's like not us. a physical surgery. Yeah, it's an yeah. energetic yeah. surgery, and yeah, it started happening. They were they were healing a brain aneurysm, and that was that would have happened to me. And I always felt that it would have happened to me. My grandmother wow. passed away and then came back to life. Um, she was dead for two minutes and came back. Whoa! Back in the eighties, so she's like in like medical books. It doesn't happen to people. So you know, she had a whole like near death experience and told me all about it. And like, so I had, from that point, I knew that I had, you know, there, there was another there was another realm that I knew I was trying to tap into as a kid. But then you know, this happened. And I'm like, I don't want to have a brain aneurysm like my grandmother. And so they were they were healing that. And then they start showing me all of these things because we had questions when we went in and we were like. Like, I was like, what's the, what's my highest purpose on this planet? And please guide me to it. And that's what they came in with and answered. And I was like, we had never talked about working together, but they showed us working together. And her mom dropped in in the corner and then spun around into the room and gave me a hug and was like, I've been trying to tell Britt this for a while. <laughs> Such a mom thing. She <laughs> won't listen to me. <laughs> I've been trying to tell her. I've been trying. She starts joking it's about really how funny. Wayne Dyer on the other side is her boyfriend. Yeah, she, yeah, it was like it was this funny. whole it was funny whole experience. Thing. It was and we thing. read it all down and like typed it all up because we were like, nobody's going to believe this. We took a picture of it and like had the date. And the next morning we just went to this coffee shop. I had already started a business where I was teaching and sharing online and had been, you know, sharing on Instagram a lot. And it was basically just like, okay, like no questions asked. Like both felt 100% like this is a green light. And it's just like, okay, this is all the passwords. This is my web developer. This is what I've been doing. This is what my plans are, and this is now what we're going to do together. And we just started planning everything. And, you know, a lot of what was shown in that vision and through that experience was a lot that has now happened. That's amazing. Um, but, yeah, that's how it really all started. I love that. Yeah. And so, but, so when you – how did you <laughs> sleep that night? <laughs> I mean, I know that's I a weird know. question. But I don't like, even remember. They, they, they told did us. Did you sleep that night? It was, like, so long. I don't even know. Maybe, like, three, four hours. And then they were like, okay, we're done. Like, go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And we just, like, went to sleep and passed out. Like, I remember remember going back to my bed that night and waking up in the morning going, oh, my God, my whole life literally just changed overnight because I remembered something. Such an incredible feeling. And that's what happens. Like, when when you pull that much energy into your body you literally access all these things that are already around you and available. You just can't see it because you don't have enough energy running through your system. So that's why we love the Kundalini. It's like, it literally like just shows me everything that's possible when I'm in a higher frequency. So that's all it was. It was like this, it felt like it was a remembrance because it was always available. I just kind of forgot. 
Okay, it's time to talk about our next Den Talks Live. These have been so great. You guys are going to be obsessed with this next one. It's July 26th, a Friday night at the La Brea location. We have Paul Selig. He is considered to be one of the foremost spiritual channels working today. He's written some incredible books. He does not do events very often, but he is going to be here to not only talk about what channeling is, to dive into that energy, but he's also going to do a reading for us. So how cool is that to be in the room and be able to have a chance to talk to someone who can channel? This is huge. It's rare. It's going to be amazing. Join us. Again, that's Friday, July 26th. Typical Dentox Live. You get your Q&A portion. There'll be fun goodies and giveaways as well and a chance to mingle at the end. We can't wait to see you. Go to dentoxpodcast.com and reserve your spot. We'll talk about like, because I mean, you're kind of answering it now, but go into it a little bit more. Talk about the practical and the mystical benefits that you get from it. From Kundalini? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So many. I feel like, you know, for me, it was a lot of addiction stuff. So, of course, the physical is like the mind stuff, like shifting a lot in your body. And, and yeah, with the just habits and patterns, you know, so it can break through so much of that with, with all the Kundalini energy and just letting so much go. So, like, we do a lot of 40 day Kriyas and 40 day meditations, which I'm great. sure you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But, but you'll, you learn about how when you do something like that, this kind of energy work for 40 days, what's happening is it's releasing a habit. So there's so much energy that has to leave and let go. And that detox, of course, can happen in so many ways. You know, as humans, it can be like sweating, throwing up. It can be releasing things in your outer world, um, relationships, maybe whatever it is. So it was just going through such a clearing and a releasing, especially in the beginning for us. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, mystically and just with the intuition and really connecting deeper to the unseen, you know, for me, it's really opened up my third eye, my intuition, my, I guess, just my openness in general to what's possible. And, you know, that was through my mom. It was through Kundalini. And I just feel like I'm opening more and more every day to, you know, what is possible beyond these five senses that we have. And for me, like pulling in that Kundalini energy, having the practice of opening the awareness, opening and balancing the third eye, connecting deeper to the intuition, just continues to show me, you know, what else is out there. And how deep can I go? How much more can I connect? What else can I receive, you know, that wants to come through me? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's a lot of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think what the, like the practical side of it is, is like for me, I'm a, I'm a, always been very much in my mind. Mm-hmm. However, I can me feel too. a lot too. Like me I can too. do both. Yeah. But um, the mind for me always kind of messed me up. What's your sign? Um, I'm a Libra. Oh, interesting. I have a Libra rising, and then I have a Pisces moon. So I can go real deep, but I also feel like I'm a little bit in my head. I have more a tendency to go, like, logically overthink things and analyze things because it's fun to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like the mind, because I was running so many patterns that were kind of really low frequency patterns that I still clear out all the time, right? Like, I'm still clearing. They, they, they cleared pretty fast, and I was able to... 
like actually utilize my pow- the power of my mind in a direction that was going to get me somewhere that I wanted to go versus like being constantly like taken for this ride. Like I was always very, very emotional as a, like as growing up, it was like so intense, the emotions and it would like burst out of me. Mm. And, um, I felt like that kind of, I, that came under control and I was able to use it as like a power source versus like a detriment, you know? And um, I hel- helped me sort of change. Like I used to be, my dad always told me, he, he even says now, if I had one word for you like growing up, I would have said annoyed. Like I was always annoyed. <laughs> you know, I was always irritated and annoyed. And like there was, you know, I was, it just wasn't really operating correctly in terms of my energy. And it just totally balanced me out. And what I've noticed is, there's just less effort to doing everything, right? So you, your intuition is so, and your mind is so clear that it's like you can just make a decision that you know is correct and you don't have to really think about it too much. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of resistance. I had so much resistance. Britt helped me get through a lot of that. Like a lot of resistance to everything. Sometimes she had to beat it out of me. <laughs> you know? But it was like, like that's gone. And so it's like it makes it easier to do everything. And then you're able to, my third eye is, is like broader, wider. My crown is so open and available to receiving messages. I sometimes will go into similar situations at John, like at, when we went to John of God, where things just keep dropping, 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 dropping. And it's like huge downloads for like, you know, the next steps forward. And sometimes it's just really simple stuff, like how to change your, you need to change your day around. Right. This you is, need to go to this yoga class. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Go. So, so yeah, it's, it, but that it's also just like that, that, um, that connection with, with being able to see, I can, it's open, opening my clairvoyant abilities. So I'm able to see stuff around people and see like they get visions of things and I just start trusting and telling people like this is what I'm seeing they'll be like oh my god that's a thing I've been seeing for four weeks how did you know (laughs) it's like I don't know I just saw a picture of it in my mind so it's helping it's helping other people too right you know so it's just it's a beautiful it's a beautiful practice but what I love about it the most and we were just talking about this yesterday is that it is such a good integration tool Mm-hmm. So you learn all these things, you go out in the world and you do all these healing modalities, but how do you really integrate it? Yep. How are you actually going to utilize it in your life? And the Kundalini is like a foundational base that I can get that information and get that energy and put it into my body and weave it into my body with the breath work, the mantra, getting it into my subconscious with the angles. I can cut through stuff that is keeping that energy from getting into the body and really having me embody it. And that's what I love about it. It's like that thread yeah, yeah, that me too. keeps you being able to elevate even higher and go deeper. I also love, because and you both kind of hit on it too, and you talk a little bit about this like with your pillars that you mm-hmm. guys have on yeah. Elevate the Globe. Um, the victimhood quality of mm-hmm. like, it's so easy, even in the smallest ways, people play victim all the time, I and mean, we all do. Like even, it could, be as, it could be huge, like in big ways, like you were talking about your relationship earlier. It could be small as far as just getting annoyed about shit that has nothing to do with you. And I do think, and you were just kind of hinting at it too with Kundalini, it, it forces you to get out of the victim mode, mm-hmm. which I really like. And you guys talk a lot about when you talk about your mindset pillar pivoting, which I mm-hmm. think kind of, you know, overlaps this nicely. Can you like talk a little bit about that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, our main 
kind of goal and mission and what we feel so passionate about is really sharing our whole lifestyle because kundalini yoga and meditation is such a big part of it. And like Tara said, like always the foundation for us. But we also like had so many other tools and things that we were using that kind of allowed us to have this holistic new life. And so the mindset stuff was a big part of it because, you know, the kundalini comes in, it clears the subconscious, we were moving so much energy and changing. But then it's like, yeah, you have a situation, whatever, the barista pisses you off, something happens, you know, and you still have maybe an old thought pattern, an old memory, something that maybe comes up and okay, so how are you going to actually bring this practice into your life? So pivoting is a big thing. So pivoting is just a law of attraction. Um, The Abrahams talk about this a lot. And essentially it's being aware enough, which the Kundalini also does for us, being aware enough to recognize, hey, you know, I have this thought that's probably untrue, not very kind, you know, not necessary. I love that test. Like, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? Um, it's none of these things. It's not serving me. It's not making me feel better. It's not helping anyone around me. It's not helping me manifest what I want. Okay. In that moment, can you then shift it and, and choose a better thought? Because, you know, Yogi Vajan talks a lot about, you know, you have, I think 2000 thoughts per blink of an eye. So it's like, is it 2000? Yeah, about I think it's a thousand. A thousand, yeah, a thousand. Eighty thousand thoughts per minute. Yeah, yeah, something something crazy. Eighty thousand thoughts per minute in your head, and then like a thousand for a blink of an eye. Okay, a thousand per yeah, just like a wild amount. Like, can you even understand that? That's crazy. Yeah. So, so I yeah. talk about this a lot. I'm like, <laughs> so choose better thoughts. Yeah. Choose better <laughs> thoughts. So yeah, pivoting is just being able to, in that moment, you know, choose something else and then shift it. So whether it's an affirmation that you have on hand, whether it's a kundalini mantra, whether you know it's something that you're able to decide to choose and think differently, um, using that practice really consciously in the beginning has helped me be able to just naturally do that. And then over time, you know, that old thought goes away with the combination of everything. And then naturally you have this new, better thought. And naturally your mind is used to pivoting whenever you need to. So yeah, that's a big one that we teach. It's huge. You know? it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's also very empowering and it reminds people that you actually do have control over every little thing that's mm-hmm. happening. Yes. Even though people most of the time feel very out of control. I'd say that's probably most people feel out of control, whether it be for their emotions or what's happening in their life or about their jobs or friendships. And it's like, it is such a small shift of perspective to realize how much control you actually have. Absolutely, yeah. And then that is how you get into that empowered energy. Yeah. And out of the victim. You know, when yeah. you're like powerless, you're not empowered. When you're empowered, you know, nobody can take your power away. Nothing can take your power no. away. So. No. It- well, and it's interesting, though, because, you know... You- for somebody that that's listening, maybe that's never done kundalini and is like, okay, I could, <laughs> or doesn't do yoga or doesn't really move the body that much. It's like, you know, the mind is very powerful, right? Very. But it's also like, you need to move. There's like, it creates, pat- your mind creates patterns in the body, like actual, like physical, like patterns that are like yeah. chemical balanced and all that. So it's like, you got to move the energy It'll help if you move your energy and you move it, especially with something like Kundalini, which cuts through all of your junk, literally cuts it through. 
it's like then you can actually do this with a lot more ease and you're not fighting it, right? So you have these deep, deep thought programs. Just shifting your mind is going to help a lot. But to have the energy behind it that's supporting that shift, it's so much easier and you move so much faster and you don't have to try as hard to do it. Yeah, that's what we always say with you the know? computer. It's like if you have a computer that's running on an old system, yeah. shit's going to go wrong gonna go all, wrong all the, the time. time. And then when you can upgrade your system and have the right energy flowing through, it just operates faster, yeah. smoother, and easier. Right, so it's like you got to move. It's, it's like we do the mindset work because it's so important because everything starts in the mind. But then you also have, we also do the, the energy work because for us we found that like just, just relying on one or the other, it just kind of slows the process down. Yeah, that's you know, actually a good way to say it. It's just a little. It's just a little harder. It feels like. Yeah, and At it's true. And it's also, yeah, no, I think way. you're right. And I feel like also with energy, it's a not only creating like you were saying a better energy, like mm-hmm. you need more voltage to have like yeah. the better thoughts and to be able to like direct your mind in a better way. It's also like mo- like you said, moving it. Yeah. Because sometimes shit just gets stuck. Like you were saying, I mean, you yes. have those weird things like digging through your stomach. It's like yeah, <laughs> but, like yeah. sometimes stuff gets stuck and you don't even realize it, whether it be based on an yeah. old pattern or just like a heavy emotion or something from who knows past lives or whatever. If yep. stuff's stuck. I love how you did that. Did, did I just do that? Did, I was so like, funny. she knows it. The meditation. I didn't even like. I didn't even mean it. That's so funny how things just get like indirectly into you. That's funny. I also talk with my hands a lot. That's my Israeli <laughs> you guys side. Don't know what we were doing. Um, we were actually, like, yeah, we were like, like kind of like water, water behind you almost. <laughs> Which, by the way, is very when you do it. Actually, if you're out there, do it. It's like yeah. just, it's literally like you're taking your two hands and literally putting water behind your head, mm-hmm. and it's like the constant motion of that. But what's kind of lovely about it, like as you do it and you put it together, is you really do feel like you're kind of moving stuff. Yeah. You really are. You're moving it. You're just saying, get away. Okay, bye. Yeah, bye. I'm ya. done with you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Transform into something else. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, energy is, I mean, I talk about energy all the time. Because, yeah. I mean, it really, it's there. You can't deny it. That is scientific. So people could say this is woo-woo as woo-woo is. But, like, that is the most scientific thing you could possibly know. It's like that between that and, like, your adrenal secretions and all of that. It's like, that is science. Done, yeah. And it's like, I guess the woo-woo part would probably be what we think is moving it. Yeah. But I mean, it does move it. It does. And I think that's why we're always like, you know, we could talk all day, but you just really need to experience it. If for anybody who's like not believing it, it's like, just experience it, you know? Yeah. And I try and tell people too, whether it's like Kundalini or just meditation in general, I'm always like, it is just the chance where you start to take control it's like you yeah. instead of letting everything else control you you get to start taking moments mm. of control what would you guys well what do you see the most what do you feel like visits you whether it be at your classes whether it be at your events whether it be at your website your podcast what do you feel like you hear the most of out there like what are people going through a lot that they're looking for help with I thought you were going to ask like what spirits we see the most oh well by the way we'll like, do that right <laughs> after I like it I like that question better than mine I wasn't we'll sure where it was going I know okay um It's interesting. We're doing a mastermind right now Mm -hmm. with like 15 women and it's, you know, we've known this before, but I guess it's coming clearer and clearer that, you know, as humans, we all are really dealing with just a few main things. Yeah. You know, it really boils down to like, it's so simple. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> so what do you find? Is it yes. stress? Um, yeah, I feel like it's stress. I feel like a lot of things that are kind of coming through students right now are people just not feeling worthy enough or, you know, not having the energy or 
I guess, yeah, it's mostly just the energy, like the energy and feeling worthy enough to actually, you know, move in the direction that they want to versus staying stagnant or going backwards. So like recently it's been coming to us a lot with the stages of spiritual development Mm -hmm. and Yogi Bhajan goes through it. We just did like two whole podcast episodes on it and really dived into it. And, you know, we're all at different stages and phases in our life, spiritual development. We go through these different stages. And a lot of times we find people just can get stuck in certain areas through life, through stress. You know, it happens to me all the time. And it's like, what what is what are you going to use to actually take you forward so that you're not staying where you're at and you're not going backwards and giving up right. or digressing in whatever form it is. So, so yeah, I think that's a big one. Like just having the energy, one, to move forward, you know? Yeah. And like two, having the frequency of your energy be high enough and healed enough, you know, where people are actually willing to go look at the darkness, do what they need to do, and yeah. then come back up and actually go higher and feel better. Um to have like the the thoughts and the understanding and the belief that you know you are worthy I am worthy anything and everything you dream of is possible and you deserve happiness you deserve that relationship you deserve that money um that yoga studio whatever it is that you want and and knowing that and then being able to well to it's do interesting because you guys have said before that you know, things move really quickly for you. Like when yeah. you decide to do something, yeah. or you want to do yes. something, move quickly. And I always, I, I bring this up a lot because I do feel like a lot of people get stuck, like you said, yeah. in this feeling of like, I'm not worthy. And it's just kind of like, well, that's their life. They're lucky or they've got that. Yeah. And they don't realize, no, 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 everyone can literally move that quickly. Yeah. Yes. Everyone can really get what they need and want that quickly. It's just, you got to get on that frequency, mm-hmm. but you have to get on it and it's your frequency to grow, mm-hmm. but it's there. It's all there for everyone. Yeah. But it's always an interesting thing where it's like some people feel like, oh, that's just their personality or they're lucky or that's how they were raised or whatever it is. And they don't realize, no, but anyone can actually move that quickly. Anyone can. Yeah. Yeah. I think I also am seeing a lot of people that are feeling like the worthiness is a really big one, but it's also, I feel like there's a Do you feel like that's a certain age or no? No. Like even... Like everyone. Interesting. Yeah, like we just um, did a retreat in Joshua Tree. We had like 70 people all ages. There was women like in their 70s mm-hmm. who were like, you know, hadn't up until this point felt worthy enough to like give themselves a weekend, you know, to feel sad. good about themselves. And and yeah, they were like feeling so much and detoxing. We were eating vegan. Like this one beautiful woman, you know, had never eaten vegan before. Like, you know, she was detoxing and clearing a lot, but she also understood that like, you know, I am worthy to do this work mm-hmm. and whatever is happening, it's like, I'm going to do it, you That's know? That's amazing. And so I don't, yeah, I don't think it really matters the age really. No. Yeah. No. And the other big thing I'm seeing, and you know, this is something that I was going through too, is this feeling of being, not being seen or heard. And I think mm-hmm. because, you know, the feminine archetype for so long was in, and it's with men too. It's with everyone. Like, you know, it was, we were, there was a lot of suppression with the, the feminine archetype within males and females. And that is kind of coming out. And it's people are, I feel like are feeling a little bit like, I don't know if I really can be seen here. I don't feel seen. I don't feel heard. And it's mostly because we're not really allowing ourselves to, show up in that way for ourselves right that we don't feel worthy enough 
to be seen or heard. So a lot of it comes back down to that self-worth. And it's amazing. It's right? like, if we can really heal a lot of that on the planet, it's like, you know, anxiety is going to stem from having low self-worth, you know, yeah. a lot of control stems from having low self-worth. Yeah. A lot of it. It's like, that's a big root issue and not feeling safe and secure also can feed into the low, the low self-worth. So, you know, it's all these things are kind of, the thing is like, everything's connected. So, you know, you may have a throat chakra problem, but like what's really behind the throat chakra issue? Is it that you can't speak and why can't you speak out? Do you not feel worthy that people are going to be like hearing your voice and you don't feel like you deserve it, you know? So like you can go real deep with some of this stuff. And that's, you know, the one thing we're seeing more, more and more people are actually really taking responsibility for their lives and the things that they're creating and their inner dialogues right now. I feel like that's what's, you know, Pluto's retrograde at the very moment, you know, it's really pulling us inward and helping us kind of transform these, these stories that are not real that we've created for yeah. some reason that at one point in our life we created it to, to, to mask something, feel safe about something. And people are really starting to own that a lot more and it's really cool because yeah. when we own all of our own stuff so much easier, we then can right? just transform it and it's like you know it might have taken 10 years of you to like get to this moment where you're like oh I see that and it takes three days to clear it, it takes I, one hour to clear it it's so true it's like you when know? you can own stuff negative positive whatever it is it does it, it goes away instantly, instantly almost because you love yeah. it you, because just you like, learn to just love it yeah. and you learn that it's just part of you and so it instantly like loses yeah all of that negative energy behind it. It's, oh, it's, right. and then you're like, wait, why couldn't I have just accepted all this before? Why was I making so many excuses or whatever it is we're doing? But it's the journey of it's it. The, right. It's our <laughs> own trip. So what, before we get to your four yous, because I know I'm taking up so much of your time, for each of you, what do you feel like is your Achilles heel? Like, what is it that you still work on or struggle or that mm -hmm. pattern that comes back for you all the time? Well, for me, it was just it was just kind of going over this it's it's the it's the relationship stories for me still um that I'm definitely really working through <laughs> um, and diving like really deep into it, and it's not it's not quite clear yet to me but I know it will be and I know I will find the power in it and utilize it for whatever positivity I can I just it's just one of those stories of like I'm going to be alone forever and and not my relationships never work and people don't stick around but it's also like but then I push people away so it's like this whole right. neurotic thing that happens that I see it very clearly but I'm like kind of unnodding it still yeah so yeah that's one that comes up for me and 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 I it's gotten less and less as I clear so much other stuff um it's it's just getting lighter and lighter but it's still there and you know serving me for some purpose or else it would be gone. Well, so you learn so much about yourself. Yeah, I'm the learning thing a that lot. doesn't work is usually yeah. where you learn the most. Exactly. But so. it's interesting. I like how you said cuz I think it's good for the audience to hear that too how you said like I'm aware of it now. Like mm -hmm. you know what you're in a, you it sounds like you know what your part of this equation yes. is, but I like that you said I'm still unnodding it because yeah. Like you were saying earlier, like you can go to therapy and you can talk all day long and you can become aware, which is great and mm -hmm. is a huge part of it. Yeah. But then there's this unknown part that just takes a while until you really get the full clarity mm -hmm. at the end. Well, and it's interesting. And that's the hard part. A lot of people give up in that part because it's, yes. you don't know what, you don't actually know what you're trying to do. No, I, and <laughs> right? I was, I'm like, it was actually echoing the conversation. I was like, I don't, I don't see it yet. And there's a part of me. There's, there is the two sides where I can go victim mode, which I went earlier today in it, 
But then there's my soul that's like, this is really fun for you to figure this out because at the end of this, there is going to be something that you are going to use for the rest of your life and you're going to transform it and you're going to teach it and so many people are going to benefit from it, but you have to go through it first. Yeah, because you, you have, have to get to figure there. it out. And I'm like, it's a, it's a fun journey. Like, there's a part of me that's like, this is really fun. Part of me that's like, I'm a victim. Which one do I want to choose today? But at least you, know? you see the other one. I see the Most other Most people right? don't see the yeah. fun part of the journey because yeah. it's just victim. Because it's right. like, oh, why is this happening? And it's, it is like, no, you are going to gain something yeah. huge from something. this. <laughs> or else it wouldn't be happening. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Like it, it's like the, if but it, that's faith in something bigger. Right. And there's trust. There has to be trust a lot of faith. trust. And um, that, that one, you know. I'm I'm real in my stuff right now, and I think there's a lot of people. I love it. We picked the perfect time right? to talk to you. <laughs> We're real in it, and I think that's the most beautiful thing: is like go in it and transform it, and have the courage to. For so long, I ran away from everything. That's why I ran around all the I ran around the country, moving to all these different cities. I ran away from everything, and it it's like it's just it's a waste of energy when you run away from that stuff because you're constantly batting it away. And you're just starting over. You're starting over time. in every situation and it's like nothing's really going to work the way you want it to because you're running old stuff that doesn't support it and right. it's going to get bigger as you expand. Oh so yeah, and it's also the, pr- the issue is going to get bigger until yes. you finally stop because it it's got to do it something does. to stop you. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what we were saying, like you just yes. keep doing the same exact thing over and over again, but weirdly it gets worse and worse and worse because mm-hmm. it's just waiting More for energy. you to be like, figure it out. Yes, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. What's your Achilles heel? So right now... Um, I don't know if you're listeners or you have heard of like the G.O.D. cycle. Mm -hmm. So the generate, organize, destroy. So, you know, energy works in spirals. We talk about the emotional scale a lot, like we're spiraling up it. So, you know, for me, my whole life, I've had a lot of energy. So like, have you? Yes. Yes. So like, (laughs) it's kind of annoying sometimes. (laughs) No, I literally cannot drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. No. And everyone thinks it's because I'm on my high horse. I'm like, oh, it has nothing to do with that. You do not want me drinking coffee. Yes. See, you understand me. It's not a pretty thing. (laughs) I mean, like if we're going to talk drugs for a second, that was not a drug I ever dabbled in was Coke because I was like, oh, I would be the most annoying human being ever. Like back in like the young days. Like, I was like, oh, that'd be awful. I don't need anything that's going to make me a hyper human. Yes. Ever. I already live there daily. Yeah. (laughs) Naturally. Right? Yes. I never, like, in school, I was never the person who did, like, the note, like, any of that shit because I never needed it. Yeah. Like, when people started, do you know what I'm talking about? Did anyone in your Mm -hmm. school, no, your schools never do it? Like, the no-dos or anything to keep them awake for studying or were we just dorks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, people did. Oh, yeah. I never did that. I was very adverse to drugs for a long time. I'm impressed. I mean, I was never a druggie, but. But I'm a, coffee is kind of a drug in my own mind right now. Dabbling. Definitely. But I was always aware of the ones that would not. I was like, oh, you, that should not ever go near you. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. I relate. Yeah. No. So yeah, that's just, you know, I've, I'm able, I have a lot of energy. I'm able to generate a lot of energy. I'm able to generate a lot of things and manifest a lot of things, you know? Um, so my, you know, what I'm working on is really the organization and then like the destroying or the letting go piece of all of this. And that's really hard for me. Like, you know, it's in so many different forms of course it can be with friendships old friendships or you know just old ways of doing things um reorganizing things to be able to generate on a higher level and really are you sentimental yeah yeah I mean 
Um, my husband, so my husband's a Capricorn and he's like a clean freak, like so organized, clean freak, like the cleanest person you've ever met. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like, so yeah, I'm, you know, more sentimental about things. He helps me a lot. Sometimes he literally throws away my things without me knowing. Thinking you're not going to notice. Yeah. And I always notice. I've, I've done that. <laughs> she, like, she, she you just up, have to she, go like under the pile yeah. and pull it She in. like lives in organized chaos. Like she knows where everything is. I am too. You could never get rid of anything of mine and think I'm not going to notice it. But I do that sometimes to my husband. He doesn't always notice. Right? You <laughs> just have to be really sneaky about it. Yeah. But, but you know, just like on, on a level of, you know, I'm really desiring and wanting to go so big with everything that we've created with Elevate the Globe and with how I feel and everything in my life. And so I'm really realizing how important it is to let things go, to reorganize things, to really put time and energy into the organization as much as the generating and, you know, pulling in all the energy and working with all the energy that I have. So Yeah, it's true, especially yeah. if, you're, if you have a lot of energy and a lot of ideas. Yeah. You do have to have that ability of, it's funny because I've heard, I don't know if it was Guru Jagat said something that I don't actually fully agree with, but I might not have heard the whole thing. Okay. But it was the, oh, no, no, like saying you don't have time or the bandwidth is like bullshit. Anyone can have the time and the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think it a little bit depends on your operating system. Because yes. like for me, I can come up with a million ideas and so many things that I actually have to work on the opposite. I have to work on being very cognizant of you can't do everything and that's also not going to be great. Like you really do need to actually, because I probably could figure out how to do it all, but that's actually probably not the smart thing Mm -hmm. for me. So I'm a little bit like you have to work on the organization of thinking like what's really worth it. What's really worth my time. What's really worth my energy. What is really worth doing this right now so it's I I get it for sure yeah super similar and I think it does like we were just talking about this yesterday um with people asking like okay like you know I want to do all these things should I just do one should I just do two it's like hey I'm not here to tell you that there's a certain amount of things that you can do right but it's about you tapping into your intuition to understand how much energy you have how you're wanting to organize it and you know, maybe you can do five things at once. Right. Maybe somebody else, else can only do one. You know, it's it's just and it about... it also might change It might time. change. The five person who can do five might also get to a point where they really should only be doing two and then that mm-hmm. person might expand in a different way. Exactly. And there's so many variables, of course. Like yes. situationally, what's going on in your life, mentally, physically, spiritually, how much energy you have, all of it. But I think it's about just, you know, being effective and efficient and doing what you can with what you have and being honest about that. Yeah. I think it's when we're not honest that we put energy in places that we're not able to fully follow through with, organize, destroy, and then go higher with. And then your energy is really fragmented in all these places and it's not focused and channeled to really serve yourself and others in the best way mm. that your energy can serve, you know? I guess so. I'm working on the same things you're working on. I love that. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> we Let's can have your... a little support group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can start a little text chain over there. Um, Let's do your for you. So okay. favorite documentary or movie? Hmm. This one is interesting. Um, I feel like it kind of changes a lot. For me, mm-hmm. but right now, um, I the one that's made a big impact on me, it was that one heel. Oh yeah, yeah. that was great. That was a great one, um, and it's just I kind of keep those things sort of relevant because it I, they, the world's always changing. So, heel was was really wonderful, especially 
um, about the mindset, like how somebody, that guy was like literally healed himself with his mind. It's amazing. Like, it was amazing to me. So that one, that one is, is, is beautiful. And um, I tell a lot of people to watch that one. Oh, I love yeah. that. And I would say food choices. I love yeah. nutrition and like all the food documentaries. Yeah, food choices was the one. Uh, where my husband turned vegan and Tara turned vegan from watching it. Wow. Um, and I just think it's, you know, it's just really educational beyond like Food the choices. vegan of yeah. any of it. It's just really educational. So I like that one. Um, and then I have like a random funny movie that I love, um, Cool Runnings. It's like the I Jamaican love, bobsled team. I know, I love that. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> I love that you just said that. Oh my God, I was going to tell you. It'll be on the website. <laughs> oh my God, I love Cool Runnings. I was going to tell you, my favorite, I was going to say my, my other random favorite one is Captain Ron. What? It's <laughs> so random. It's not random, but so it's so funny. I just loved it so much. It was just like free and fun, and I love Rob. You guys are hilarious. So weird. I want to know what your like it, Netflix list is. I know, <laughs> really weird stuff. So great. Yeah. We kind of answered this already, but I'll ask it anyway. Type of meditation you rely on the most? Oh yeah, Kundalini. Mm -hmm. yeah. with you. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Mm. Like just get on, first thing. get on my mat. Like I'm one of those people like I can't brush my teeth, take a shower, check my phone. I have a three-year-old. Um, yeah. So sometimes she's with me or, you know, sometimes it's a little wild, but I just have a meditation cushion next to my bed. And even if it's quick, whatever it is, it's just kind of like roll over, do that. And then get anything else. Cause I really need that like consistency structure. And this is what I do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I um, wake up and I talk to, I talk to the ether. I talk to my guides. I visualize. I'm, I get a lot of information um, before I even get out of bed. So I'm like speaking with them and I'm seeing all the things and I'll, like, I find that's when my messages um, visually come through very strong is right before I get out of bed. So I still sometimes spend almost 30 minutes just kind of like in a dream state, actively speaking with them. So this morning, like what mm -hmm. came through? Um, this morning was a lot of um, messages about relationships um, and just uh, things that I needed to I needed to heal and look at. Um, it was just giving me a little bit more clarity on exactly what um, kind of what people I need to let go of and what people I need to. You know, look at. Do you want to name them here? <laughs> Here's their phone number. No, Everybody no. text them right now. I know, no. no. I've actually done this thing. You know, I've been guided through them to to let go of a lot of of people that I like gave my energy to that wasn't really getting a lot in return. Similar to the um, the old stories, and I wrote them all letters and burned them all, yeah. and um, it was really healing. But then there are some that still have energy holding, and I'm, you know, clearing a lot of that. So, interesting. Yeah. What's your favorite self-care hack? Mm. Hack? Yeah, like something quick and easy that you do to take care of yourself. Mm. Um, this is just one that um, helps me stay in really good energy. Is I listen to mantras at night um, me, while me I'm sleeping. Yeah. Do you listen to multiple or one? Um, usually pick one. What's um, yours? I'll right tell now, you mine if you tell me yours. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back and forth. I, last night I actually put on um, Bountiful, Beautiful, Blissful yeah. all night. But I listen to Soap Perk a lot. 
Um, well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So Purik, they say if you if you chant it every day, is it 11 times? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 11 times. If you're single, you will call in the perfect man. And if you are not single and in a relationship, you are literally lifting up the man or your partner in the relationship to be the best, highest yeah. version of themselves. Yeah. It's like you're so lifting powerful. up like the, the, the male, like people just feel better when they talk to you. It's like, it's like puts that in your aura. It's like they feel more at ease around you. Um, so I, I just like that one. Um, but yeah, Bountiful, Beautiful, Blissful has like been bringing me to tears lately. Nicole, so. that's the one you loved. Yeah. I did it in a class and oh, she yeah. loved it. So it's just beautiful. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. I have so many. Um, I, I'm into like the cold stuff right now. So like cryo or I always do like. Uh, the cold water on my face or cold showers. So just, you're you're good at cold showers. I mean, yes. I'm getting a lot better at them. Um, yeah. Like being able to do it longer and more often, more consistent, and I feel like it's a game changer. So it is. Everyone, yeah, it's like so much <laughs> has been studied around it, and like there's so much evidence towards it. Right? Yeah, this it is really is. A stubborn mm-hmm. person. So you could just start <laughs> small with like it on your face, or just do your arms and your legs at yeah. first. You know. I haven't done like the ice box. Uh, what's that guy? Wim Hof. I haven't Wim done Hoff, that one yeah. yet. But, but yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah. People love it. Right? People love mm-hmm. it. I do not like being cold, so I have to really like <laughs> get there. Feels really so get there. good. I you girls are amazing. Um, we'll come back for your personal practice, which I don't know if we talked about, so we'll talk about it in a second. But okay. Okay. thank you guys for being so yeah. open and awesome. And it was so fun to chat with you, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. So thank fun. You thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for listening, great. everyone. Too. <laughs> it was great. You guys are awesome. Oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> Natar and Britt are going to lead us through their personal practice, which is a Kundalini meditation. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo together, sitting up tall, and exhale, and bring your hands down, palms facing up to receive, or you can place your hands on the floor for grounding, and just normalize your breath, take a minute here to connect deeper to yourself, the present moment, And just that connection that you just created. And now we're going to go into the kundalini meditation to balance beyond stress and duality. This is really allowing us to use the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether, to be in balance and aligned in the proper places within your body so that you can release stress, trauma, and any illness 
or a stagnant energy. So go ahead and bring both hands up. Your forearms will be parallel to the floor and all of your fingers will be touching. So each of your thumbs are touching, all of your fingers are pressing together. Right about uh, an inch in front of your heart center. And then really lengthen your spine, tuck your chin, and drop your shoulders down and back, really continuing to press all of your fingers together with this acupressure point. And then the breath is going to be inhaling deep, inhaling through your nose, expanding your stomach out. And then on the exhale, you're going to do five equal exhales through the mouth. On each of the exhales, you're going to bring your navel point in and up, and your eye gaze is going to be looking down to your nose. So just go ahead and continue this breath, inhaling deep through the nose, and then exhale eight times. Taking it at your own pace. Last minute, as powerful as possible.
and then inhale deeply. Hold the breath, pressing those fingers together. Drop the shoulders. Hold, hold, hold. Really squeeze from the base of your spine, spiraling your energy up through the chakras, out the crown of your head, holding it a little longer than you think you can. Keep the posture and powerfully exhale through your mouth. And then inhale powerfully and deep. And then shake your arms and hands over the head. Shake, shake, shake. As hard as you can, as wild and wacky as you need to. Shake, shake, shake. Holding this breath, continuing to hold, hold, hold. And powerfully exhale and relax. Releasing your hands down. And just normalize your breath here. As always, taking a minute to listen and receive. And feel free to stay here in meditation as long as you like. Feel free to come into Shavasana if you need to. But we'll go ahead and just end our practice and our meditation with a long sat nam together, rubbing your palms together into your heart center. And we'll inhale. Sat nam. Bowing our heads, equalizing the pressure in our head and hearts. We say sat nam. Sat nam. So thank you so much for allowing us to guide you through that meditation. And so much love to all of you. Sat nam. Ten Talks podcast would not exist without these incredible people, Nicole Rappi, Reem Edon, Hayden Fungheiser, Kim Bielik, and music by Alex Fetter. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also, wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Den Talks Podcast, and join us there.